Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. Uh, you know, who doesn't love a good dinner party gospel? Like, that's awesome. We get to come here this weekend and hear about Jesus going to a dinner party. That's, like, totally awesome. I love, I love the gospel. Uh, these opening lines are so beautiful, actually, if I, want to, if I can start there. Uh, when I was praying with this, uh, reading this gospel or to prepare my homily, it was so striking to me. Uh, we've heard this a million times, but Jesus went to dine at a home. That's beautiful. Jesus went to dine at a home. He went to a dinner party. This is the Christ, the Messiah, the promised one, the apex of history, the Word made flesh. And part of his mission for our salvation included a dinner party. That's beautiful. It shows us already in these opening lines before we even getting to the teaching part, these opening lines already reveal God's alliance with or, or his embrace of anything that is truly human. God's presence is there. His salvation is there. Everything that's truly human, even the dinner party, especially. And notice whose home it's at. It's not Peter. It's not John, his buddies. It's the leading Pharisee a leading Pharisee in this area. It's often you know, easy for us or tempting for us to think of the Pharisees as like the villain and like the bad guy that our hero Jesus came to vanquish and beat at their own game in, the, in this episode. Um, but notice that he, these opening lines say otherwise. It is not that Jesus came to beat them, uh, to vanquish the Pharisees, the bad guys. He accepted an invitation to this home because even though this, this Pharisee was a part of a group that really didn't have the right ideas, that were selfish and careless with what had been entrusted to them as religious leaders, still this Pharisee, concrete, a person, this person moved the heart of God. He's not the bad guy. Jesus went to his house. It stirred the, this Pharisee stirred the passion of God who cares for his destiny, who cares for all of our destiny, even if he wasn't really living uh, in a way that was beneficial for it. What an example for us, I think, on what it looks like to love our neighbor or those we disagree with. Okay, well, having said all that, we get to the real gospel, or the, the meat of the gospel. Uh, it seems like it's, you know, it's easy to read this or hear this and say Jesus is holding court and he's like giving us a pro tip on how not to be embarrassed at a wedding. Uh, or like some moral teaching that, oh, I guess I have to invite crippled people to my house now. Thanks, Jesus. Um, that's, that's very surface level. Uh, and I'd like to go a little bit deeper with you this morning. At a deeper level, what's going on is God is revealing himself. God is revealing, God is, the Father is opening his heart in the person of Jesus Christ and inviting us through this man that we rightly call teacher, rightly call master, inviting us to share in his own life. Because if you hear these stories again, this is Jesus, leaving the high place to take the low one. The word left the heart of the Father. He left the, the bosom, the, the, the love of the Father in heaven to come and plunge himself into the depths, that lowest place of our brokenness the depths of our brokenness, our broken humanity, he took up, leaving the high place of heaven. Or even the, the feast where you can't be repaid. 
We're here at a marriage feast right now where he comes to, the bridegroom comes with his, to give us his own body, his own blood, bestowing on us divinity. We will receive divinity today. We renewed in it. We received it at baptism. And we can't repay that. We can't repay that. All of this, why? So that we could be with him. So that we could have a life that is full, that is meaningful, that is deeply human. Christ becomes lowly so we can be raised up. Christ gives himself, gives life, fulfillment, meaning, joy, fullness to us who can't repay it, who can't create ourselves. Try as we might. We can't create ourselves to get back to him. So this gospel, I think, using the imperative language, using a command, do this, really though, it breaks open for us the mystery of the Father's heart for you and me. The love of God, the passion that he has revealed to us in the face and the life of Jesus Christ. So for us here this weekend, we see God revealing himself the same way as he does in the gospel. You and me right now. Embracing us, you know, with, like he does with the Pharisee. Embracing us wherever we are. Even if it's at odds with or not wholly consonant with the life of the church. Pouring himself out for you and me who are poor and helpless and can't give ourselves back, need him. And in between those two things, that lowly place, the core of it all, the humility of the almighty God. Those things go together in Jesus. Almighty, all-powerful, all-deserving, and yet a servant, humble. This is the mystery active among us, active among us here at this Mass the sacrifice of the Mass. And receiving this life, receiving Him in the sacraments and the Eucharist, we are invited and called to go forth and do likewise. Not because Jesus said so, because the church wagged her finger at us, but because this is who God is. And He wants us to share in His life. He has a passion for our destiny, and it looks like this embracing those we disagree with. While maintaining our position in the truth, of course, knowing what's good, but still being hospitable, not reducing concrete persons to their opinions or the party they're a part, their, their opinion group, despite differences. Approaching others for who they are, caring about them, caring about their destiny, not for what they can do for us, not what they can repay us, not seeing them as an object or a vehicle for my satisfaction here and now. And at the core of what we do, humility, putting ourselves behind others, taking up a posture of service because we have the life of the servant in us, the servant of the Son of Man. Like I said, all of this not because Jesus just gave us a bunch of rules to follow, because we really receive him because you and I stir up, just like that Pharisee, stir up the passion of God so much so that he comes here and now at this Mass to give himself and renew us in his life. What a beautiful thing for us in this Sunday morning. Embracing others, approaching them for who they are, and living with a deeper humility. We really can do it. (laughs) We really can, because that's who we are. That's what we receive, the life we receive here at this Mass. We're 
he, where this presence, this life, comes among us again. And leaving this place, we can be charged. We can be a people, a humanity that's charged with the promise. Our hope can be sustained. We can really can live this way as we receive the one who is our hope here and now. God bless you.